How's it, everybody? We are at the halfway point already for summer session two. It's been going by really fast, but it also can end soon enough. <laughs> so we are on the hump of session two. And for week three of this advanced research in indigenous research that the class that I've been taking for my PhD program, I talked about defining who is indigenous. And there was a bunch of articles of different like world organizations, diff co different countries who have like, I guess like the different policies that they're sort of drafting or documents that they're creating. So when they try to define, you know, what makes a person indigenous, what makes a group of, of people indigenous, then they can create protective laws or different kinds of, I don't know what the word is, but I guess I keep using protections, but you know, um, different kinds of programs, I guess, assistance. Yeah, and I, yeah, sure, protections, okay. I can't find the correct word for it. Um, but being able to define what makes a person or a group of people indigenous is really difficult. And by reading like this list of readings that we had to do and just seeing the the similarities but also the differences for it is really interesting. And I think it's really hard and I don't know if we'll ever get there in terms of figuring out a one-size-fits-all model to what is defining indigenous peoples because to try to be inclusive people could take advantage of loopholes in that rule but being too exclusive excludes people perhaps of different ethnicities yet could be considered indigenous just by way of certain other circumstances. So you don't want to also exclude people because they are the type of very people that you are trying to help and protect by creating these definitions of who is indigenous. So it's been really interesting and I feel like perhaps, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not an expert in it, but we have those sort of similar things going on here in Hawaii, being able to give assistance and create laws, you know, like we have Department of Hawaiian Homelands here and how defining these things set up the foundation to be able to create these programs and these, wow, I really need to find like the word used for this, but how we can help indigenous people. I keep going back to the word protect. Maybe that, that is what it is there. But, you know, we're kind of starting this new assignment with it and that sort of laying the foundation for it because then we had to choose again from a list and in terms of researching, you know, indigenous communities, indigenous peoples, there are certain research protocols that go into coming into this kind of research. And it's very interesting. And I really took a couple days to glance at all of them. I think it was probably another list of like nine articles that we had to choose from. I finally settled on one. And then basically we have to create a slide presentation showing or demonstrating the different kinds of protocols for the particular document that we chose. And I just was kind of slow playing it last week in terms of doing this assignment. I think one, because it's due, you know, this coming week. So it, in a way we're given two weeks to do this assignment 
And it's kind of nice because it's not a paper from like the other assignment that is also due pretty much back to back. So both of these long assignments are due at the same time. And to balance both can be difficult. But luckily, I finished the other assignment. That's the one we were given like at the start of the course. So essentially, we got three weeks to complete this assignment. And then this new assignment that came last week, we have two weeks to do it. This is the one where you have to make like a slide presentation for it. What's weird is you have to put like your narration for the slides in the speaker notes section of the presentation. And I'm the type of person that I wouldn't say wings it when they do a presentation, but I don't like to read from a script. Like I'm not that kind of person. And for me, I know what I want to say by way of the bullet points that are there on the slide. Like that prompts me and it triggers like, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say about this bullet point. That's why I put that bullet point there. So the part of the presentation where we have to write our narration or the script inside the speaker notes, it's actually the most difficult part for me. And I'm not even done with this assignment really because I honestly don't know what I'm going to say when I do a presentation or record a presentation until it happens. And when I do different takes, I usually do two and sometimes three if it's like that terrible on the second try. There's differences in both. Right. And I feel like if you read a script, it is just what it is. And I suppose it can seem a lot more polished, but I think I kind of turn into a robot and I've seen a lot of people turn into a robot when they're just reading off a script because I think they're so focused on reading that we're missing your personality and that flavor to it where you kind of quote unquote ad lib to what your presentation could be. And I think as time has gone on, there are really important things I want to say, but it's not worth putting as a point on the screen that I have missed out on certain things that I want to say. Like I'll end the recording and be like, oh, I forgot to mention this. And oh, I forgot to mention that. So I feel like I have been using the speaker notes a lot more, but not in terms of writing a script, but more like extra bullet points of what I wanted to say for the bullet points that are on the presentation slide. And so maybe I'm working my way there, but not really because again, I feel like I kind of turn into a robot and it's so obvious that I'm reading something and I, I don't like that for myself. I don't like to look like I'm reading something. I, I want to look like I'm presenting something and I just like know the material. And the, the notes that I have for myself is just to make sure that I hit that point. But to me, it's still another bulleted outline list. Supplementing the bulleted outline list that's probably on the slideshow, you know? So yeah, it's a little weird now that I'm like really breaking it down and thinking about it. But I know for sure that I don't really like doing scripts. This assignment and having to essentially write a script because what would your narration be? We actually do have the choice of recording ourselves and saying the narration ourselves and not having to write it in, in the speaker notes. But I feel like the part of writing it in the speaker notes is a challenge for me. So I want to do that instead. And I also feel like none of my classmates in this class are going to take that option. Actually, I maybe I wouldn't be surprised if one one or two people did it. But I'm choosing to not only because I don't have any meeting set up. And if I'm going to record myself on video, that means I like, you know, have to get all prim and proper because I am not going to go on video looking hash. I've done that before. And that is deeply regrettable. And 
to me, I like to like, you know, at least two for one, right? Make it worth it. So if I knew like I had a Zoom meeting, I'm going to dress up or dress nice or, or look decent. And then I might as well record myself as well. But because I have nothing on tap this week, like no Zoom meetings and to kind of like dress myself up just for this one recording, I don't know if it's worth it. If we have to do it, like that's what happened in session one. Like we always have to record a Loom video. Then yes, it is what it is. That's what we have to do. So I would, you know, make myself up to hit record. But since this one, it's it's an option. But I think the minimum is that you write the script inside the Google slide speaker notes and I'm going to take that option. Who knows? I could change my mind. Stay tuned next week to see what actually happened. But that's what I'm working on this week. And sometimes I feel like I'm overthinking it. How lazy am I being? Because it's July. It's in the thick of summer. I'm a little lazy. I just, you know, want some rest and am really kind of dragging my feet and doing this assignment. To be fair, I'm already done with the other assignment. And when I mean done, I mean I didn't turn it in. But the way the draft is right now, I'm okay to turn it in. A part of me is that I want to be like that goody two-shoes and that that A-plus student of, that I am of myself. There is a couple more like references I do want to stick in there, but it takes a little bit of work to like stick in those citations. And I'm like, do I even want to do that? And I feel like I feel good about my paper the way it is. And, you know, do I want to? be extra basically you know I'm teetering on that I have a week to decide I'll let you know how it is how I end up doing it next week it's been a short not it's not been a short week but it's been a lazy week for sure but because these two big assignments are due this weekend I know it's like now it's time to you know finish them up and really it's just the second half of the second assignment that I have to do which is that slide presentation that I just talked about but what was due last weekend was we had to reply to at least one classmate in terms of the personal biography that we did for what was due in week two. So I read all of them. Like I said, there there was only there's only six of us. That's including myself. So I only have to read five others. And I read all five because, you know, they're short enough. The designs that they put on it is pretty good. So here's what happened. I'm about to turn in my assignment on that Friday and I don't know if I mentioned this in the other podcast, but I was about to turn it in and someone turned it in ahead of me like by a few hours. I just didn't refresh it to see. And what they did is they created and our professor said, like, be feel free to be creative about it. And I'm like, all right, okay, no, I just felt like that was like an option. But then when the first person who turned it in, because you don't have to um turn something in in order to see all the other comments like you just see it already you know that's why I kind of don't want to be first because I just want to see what like other people are doing but the first person who turned it in like made themselves like a header similar to the example that our professor gave and then just wrote text inside of the discussion post so I was like oh I was literally just like had text like I wasn't going to do anything creative because I felt like that was optional and maybe that's still true to the case but then I felt like like I don't want to be the only person who like didn't do jack shit so <laughs> Like just only did text. So I like quickly like went on Canva and like whipped something up. And I still had like my session one brain on a visual design. And I just like created landscape version on an eight and a half by 11 sheet and just like literally copy pasted my text in there. And they just like, played around with the header. Right. Just like personal biography and then my name and then like posted it. And they just that took me an extra maybe 20 minutes to do that. So I think perhaps maybe my 
other classmates saw the same thing, so they kind of did the same thing too. And I don't know if it was because of me, but uh, I think only one other person just kind of had like this one image and then just did it all in tech. Anyway, I replied to, you know, one of my own cohort members. And I've mentioned this before, but what's really great about this class is I'm just learning so much about my classmates, my cohort. And just because we're sharing different sides of us that we never get to share in other classes because we just keep it professional and it's always like the same old shit that we introduce about ourselves. So to have different question prompts to answer about ourselves, about our ethnicity, our heritage, our background, our family growing up, you know, where'd you live, all these kind of stuff. And then always finishing with like education and how has your background affected your career choice and being an educational researcher and all that kind of stuff. It's so cool to get to know people more, especially since I haven't met any of these people in person. And I think I may have said that in one of the discussion boards that it I feel so happy to get to learn more about my classmates. And we've been together for two years. It's assignments like these and asking questions outside of the quote unquote box that I get to learn more about. And I think that's the fun part. So I replied to one of my classmates. I didn't realize I guess it makes sense now, but I didn't realize they were like a quarter Howley and the rest of them was Japanese. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, he has family in Kanoohe, which I knew because he had mentioned that one of our reply prompts was to see what do you have in common? And they said his parents still live in Aleva Heights, which is in Kalihi. And I was like, oh, I still have family that live in Aleva Heights. I had to text my cousin. I'd be like, does your mom them still like where they live? Is that considered Aleva Heights? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, OK, cool. So then I put that in my reply like, oh, yeah, I still got family like living in Aleva Heights. And, you know, this juxtaposition of like Kalihi Waipahu, which is really this most concentrated area of where Filipinos are on Oahu. And, you know, this sort of internal rivalry of Waipahu and Farrington High School, which is the um, high school for, you know, the Kalihi district. So, you know, there's always this Filipino rivalry between the schools because it's like the odds are if you're a Filipino, like <laughs> you're probably from Waipahu or Kalihi or definitely have family. I would say third place would be like Eva'side. I don't know what would be fourth. Someone could tell, tell me who do you think the fourth is, but I would definitely say Eva is probably in the third place after those two. Who's first among those two? I think it depends who you ask, but debatable. So, yeah. So I was just kind of mentioning how that's what we have in common. And then what I thought was interesting because the other prompt of it, you know, is like say something positive about, you know, what they wrote. And I just think it was so cool that he had come from a long line of teachers and I haven't. And I go, I may be the very first teacher in my extended family to my knowledge, you know? And most people in my family went into like, what do you call it? Hospitality, right? Like they, they work in Waikiki. Ironically, um, not too many nurses, but otherwise, yeah, just kind of all over the place. My generation more so like the business side of things. So not once did I mention there's a teacher because there isn't a teacher in like none of my cousins are none of my aunties and uncles are so to share that his side his family you know has generationally had teachers in it I thought that was super cool and you know how much did that influence your decision to become a teacher as well juxtaposing that to mine is I don't have anyone in my family to be like oh cool I want to be a teacher because so-and-so is a teacher in my family I didn't have that so it is seemingly random that I've become a teacher 
when I don't think I had that influence growing up because none of my family members are. So that was kind of what I shared in my reply to his and just comparing us to. And I thought these discussions, I was reading everybody's replies because they all just kind of came, you know, at the last second yesterday when it was due and just everyone replying to everyone and then sharing their own experience too. It's just, I feel like it's a lot more genuine conversation that you have at the PhD level, but it's also the topics that we're talking about than like the fake shit that I see in like the lower level classes. And you know, they just have to like um, reply because they need to reply. And don't get me wrong, I've been there too in my master's program. So I totally get it. But this one feels a little different only because I think the topics that we're hitting and, and how we're addressing them is a little different as well. And it definitely a lot more of your personal side and a certain aspect of your personal side which is your cultural and eth- ethnic and racial heritage right and background that's like always super interesting that's what makes it so fun and that's again maybe because the class is small but and it's summertime but like I read all the replies and what's going on in the discussion forum which I don't ever usually do because like I have other shit to do you know with my time but again because it's summer and I'm only doing this class and I'm not really working right now it's just Like, I just have all this time to be able to do that. So it's just been really fun for me to see that side from my classmates, you know, and I I probably just keep harping on this every time I come on the podcast for a summer session, too. But it really is the truth. You know, not too much going on. Again, I have that educational autobiography paper that I have due. I did have to point out that to my professor that there was a discrepancy on dates. And honestly, I was kind of waiting to see if. Like she saw it for herself, but then it was kind of coming down to the wire because it's like, well, this is basically a week difference. You know, which one is it? And she gave us the later date, which is why now we have two assignments due in terms of really um, the heft of the assignments are two really big ones due at the same time, because essentially one was supposed to be due yesterday, didn't happen. So now it got pushed back a week and now both assignments are due this week. So a lot of stuff to take care of for me this week. But like I said, I'm ahead of the game. I'm already done with one assignment in terms of I'm happy with it. And now I just need to work on this like Google slide presentation. But otherwise, I know it really is just a boring episode. I have really not much to share, but I really felt this need to like come on here and just record it anyway, rather than skipping it, you know, because I have the time and the means and I won't have the time and the means after next week. So yeah, I just wanted to put one in. It's a short one, but I do this for me. I feel like it's just kind of this open diary and who knows if I cancel the podcast, at least it's still mine to do, right? I have all the recordings for it. Um, I still haven't gone back to listen to even like how it was in the fall semester two years ago, I think I might just laugh a lot because I think it might just like refresh a lot of memories and just be nostalgic of the feelings that I have. And I think I wanted that for myself, but I don't want to do it yet. I feel like I want to do it like the semester I'm going to graduate and really listen to it all. But I think I'm going to be like so like fucking stressed and busy that maybe I'll do it like after it all ends. You know what I mean? And just like re-listen to the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I definitely have not like gone back and listened to all of my episodes that I've recorded. So yeah, I just really wanted to make sure I put this one out, even though, you know, I'm sure this is like one boring episode, but I've got a good one. I've just recorded another special episode with a friend of mine and that's coming in probably a couple of weeks, but I will let you know about that. So I just feel like I've just been recording a lot in the past week and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Just get off your ass and do it, Jessica. So I just like wanted to record this other one, even though I'm sure it's just boring topics today, but just wanted to put one in the books and I will see you next week on the next pod.